Hey guys, welcome back to the pod. I hope everyone is having a good week. I just went on a walk with Daisy. I'm pre-recording this episode. I haven't seen Daisy in so long. I definitely feel it's hard when you are, it's hard when you're traveling a lot with your friendships. I mean, I know we talk a lot about keeping in touch with people anyway, and I'm pretty good. I'm actually really good at keeping in touch with people, not to toot my own horn, but with your hometown friends, like whatever town you're living in, like you're kind of day-to-day bottom bitches. It's just sometimes very difficult because I have not been in LA at all this year. And I know you're like, well, that's your fault. Things. And I, yeah, I get that. And also like working hard sometimes means you travel a lot, but I just have been missing my girls. So I went for a walk with her. We went to Air One in Beverly Hills and got a coffee and walked around Beverly Hills. We, we like to ogle at the houses. You know, do you guys like to do that on your rich mom walks? Like, I don't know if there's a neighborhood near you with really big houses to just ogle and walk through and be like, okay, do you play the game? Like, which house would you buy on this street? My favorite street in Beverly Hills is Maple. If you are in LA, you know how beautiful Maple is. It literally looks like Wisteria Lane from um, whatever that show is, Desperate Housewives, like perfect, like beautiful houses, the most insane flowers. I mean, these flowers are a force to be reckoned with. It's sadly still the worst weather in the world in LA. And I feel bad for everyone. I'm getting out so that I won't be here this summer. LA summer is weird. I don't know if other people who live in LA feel this, but I think because it's supposed to be sunny year round, people don't take summer that seriously. Like there isn't a culture of summer, whereas on the East coast, people are all bound together by this love of, you know, when the weather finally breaks and when there's, you know, you can finally be outside. And it's also nice because on the East coast, you can, it's warm at night. Whereas in LA, even in like July, it's cold at night. So I don't know, but I kind of feel like summer in LA is a little lonely. A lot of people leave and again, maybe it's just my friends. Maybe I know the wrong people, but no one likes to go to the beach as much as I do. Like, and that's, sorry, that sounded really pick me. I'm sorry, but I'm just saying, I don't feel like there's as much of a beach culture. And again, maybe I'm just friends with the wrong people. I don't know. I know people who are from LA are probably rolling their eyes being like, I go to the beach all the time, whatever. But I don't know. I I feel like LA summer can be a little bit weird. So those are my thoughts on that. I wanted to talk today about birth control update. I got an IUD. I've had it for six weeks now. So I wanted to wait a little bit to update you guys. So I'm going to give a refresher on my birth control journey and, and everything that, you know, just everything. Uh, I did an episode before about it, but I wanted to do an update because now I'm actually better at podcasting. I, I guys, I, I actually really want to take a moment to say thank you for sticking with me because I listened back to some of the first episodes that I've done and I'm like, I could not fucking do this at all. And it just shows you that if you have imposter syndrome, you should just go for it because I had literally never done a podcast before in my life when I started this. And I was like, I'll figure it out. And it took me a while, but I did. So if you're scared and if you're going for a job that you don't know, if you can totally do it, just go for it. You will figure it out when you get there, unless you're a doctor, in which case, please don't do that. Um, do you guys remember, um, that podcast? Sorry, this is a sidebar. I know you're like, Tinks, we know you, all you do is sidebar you ADHD bitch. There was a podcast called Dr. Death. Do not listen to it. If you're squeamish, 
I think they made it into a show with jo- Joshua Jackson, actually. But I remember that it, it came out when I was working at Poshmark because I used to absolutely crush podcasts when I worked at Poshmark and I was living in the Bay Area because I'd be in the car for three hours a day. Shout out anyone who has a major commute. I did it for a year. I was in the car for three plus hours a day. It was wild. It was a wild time. But I did listen to so many fucking podcasts. It was insane because if you have a long commute, I'm sure you guys know this you kind of almost get tired of music at a point because you're just like, I have listened to all of my music and I have made myself hate it. And so you have to listen to like podcasts or books for some of it because you're just in the car for so fucking long. Anyway, so I used to crush podcasts and I there was this one called Dr. Death about this guy. Oh my God, it's making me squeamish just thinking about it. But it was like, he was like drunk all the time or he wasn't properly trained and it was like he kept going to these hospitals and doing these awful things to people, not because he was evil, I think, but because he was just like, I don't know, he was like weird or something. Anyway, don't listen to it if you're squeamish. I was, I, I, as a hypochondriac, I have no fucking idea why I listened to it, but I did. And then once I started, I couldn't stop. And it really, really freaked me out. You know what I just also thought of was another podcast that I crossed during that time was the, um, Richard Simmons. Is that his name? The, um, the guy from who was, Yes. Okay. Richard Simmons. If you don't know who that was, I is, I'm sorry. He's still alive. Um, he is a fitness personality from like the eighties. He kind of made this fitness weight loss program. And, um, then he just like disappeared. And then someone did a series trying to find him because people were thinking that maybe he was dead or like someone had killed him because they wanted his money or I don't know. It was just all very confusing. And that is actually a really good podcast. I don't know if they ever found him. Um, Richard Simmons makes rare statement after TMZ. Oh, I guess he's still around, but yeah, pretty weird anyway. So he kind of just like went to his house and his, his housekeeper would like open the door. Anyway, that's a really interesting one. Um, I don't, I don't listen to that many podcasts now because I just don't have time. And now I, when I do have like car time, I I'm always listening to music, but, and now I'm more into like the guest pods because I want to like learn something like I love a Huberman Andrew Huberman I love the skinny confidential I love we met at Acme so much I just think Lindsay is getting better and better and better I love her and what else do I love I'll I'll make a list for you guys but anyway that was a long aside all this to say I want to redo the birth control episode because I have updates and also because now hopefully I'm better at podcasting I say after I went on a five-minute rant about who god knows what Okay. So birth control. I don't want to qualify this entire episode. So I'm going to get all of the things out of the way and then I'm never going to say them again. And this episode, and you guys are smart. We can all do this. I am not a doctor. I don't have any medical training. My body is not your body. What's right for me is not right for you. Our doctors won't think the same. I am simply telling you this to inspire you. And it it was actually listening to podcasts that helped me become empowered about my body because I had no idea how my body worked until basically like 29 and beyond. I had no idea about my reproductive system. I had, I was just had a very poor understanding of that, which is really, really disturbing because I went to college and I, I went to school and it's just not taught, which is a major flaw in how we raise women and we should teach them to be empowered about their bodies. I think I spoke about this in the egg freezing episode with Camilla, but we just aren't told. We just are not empowered and told. So I'm telling you this so that it, the only reason I'm telling you all this, these details is not so that you can directly copy what I do or what I did. It's just to inspire you to ask questions 
and go to the doctor and figure out what's right for you. That is literally the purpose of this. Also, I would be remiss to uh, not mention that if you live in a restricted state, please be 7,000 times more careful. It's fucked up what is happening and they want control of our bodies because that's how they control us. I, you know, it's, I could go on and on and on, but please, if you live in a restricted abortion state, please, 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 please use extra double protection, double wrap that shit, get on birth control, do whatever you can, because they are just trying, they're coming for us and it's really scary. So this is my story. I'm in no way instructing. This is just for inspiration. Okay. With that said, so like many people, I got on birth control when I was like, gosh, for when I was like in high school, probably, or like maybe I don't really remember. And I I know I probably said it somewhere else and I don't want anyone to be like, well, you said, but I was young. Okay. I was young when I got on it because it was just what was done. It was just what was done. Oh, I have one more, sorry, disclaimer to say. And, and this is like, doctors are doing the best they can. Okay. Also don't be shitting on your doctors being like, well, my doctor made me do this. And my doctor made me do that. Doctors are overworked and underpaid and they're doing the best they can. So it's our job to also bring to the table information and know about our bodies so that we can ask the right questions. I'm not putting the onus on us, but I'm just saying, I don't like when people just like blanketly blame doctors because that's fucked up and we need doctors and nurses more than ever. So shout out to all of our medical professionals who are doing their best to instruct us with, you know, what they, the information they have on hand. So it was just what was done. I mean, I know I I feel like a lot of my millennial sisters will feel this way, but it was just like, oh, when you, when you become 16 or 17, you just get on the pill. And that was like, that's what my mom did. That's what everybody did. That was just like what was done. So, and also I was like having bad acne and the pill kind of cleaned it up. And I went on a lot of different pills and I went on I think I tried the like really scary one, Yaz. And then I, and then I eventually I went to one called um, Loestrin or something, um, which I really liked. And I remember the talk about sharing information and like being a woman. I remember my friend Jackie in college was like, oh, you should go on this like blah, blah, Loestrin one. And I was like, oh, okay. Like that seems nice. Like she was like, it's low dose and like we love it and it, it's a vibe. And I was like, cool, I'll switch to that one. And I was on that for like 10 years. And then when I was like 27, I, again, because my friend at the time was like, I got off the pill and I feel a lot better. And I was like, wait, you can get off the pill. Like it never fucking occurred to me that that was even an option, which is also scary. Like never, ever, ever fucking occurred to me. And she was like, yeah, like I I just feel a lot less depressed. And like, I don't know, my body just feels better. Like a lot of my friends are doing it. And I was like, whoa, mind blown. And I was in living in New York at the time. And I went to um, all these doctor. Well, I was going, I went to this like kind of Eastern Western medicine doctor. And he was like, I think you should get off the pill because like your thyroid is really weird. Like, I think that you have Hashimoto's, but I don't know you're, you've got a lot of weird hormonal shit going on. He was like, I would like you to get off the pill. And I was like, perfect. I want to anyway. So I got off the pill and I don't know if it's just, um, placebo or what, what have you, I don't really know, but I, I immediately felt so much better. Like I just felt so clear in my head. I felt a lot less fatalistic. 
keep in mind, I'm also a very sensitive person. And I mean that in multiple ways. Like my body's very sensitive and I'm very in tune with my body. Some people, they're just not like, I can tell when something's wrong immediately. I can like things affect me. I'm very, very in tune with my body and I'm very sensitive in the mind and the body. So I just immediately felt like a dark cloud had been lifted. And I remember all of my friends at the time in New York were like, we were joking. We were like, we love being free range chickens, like no hormones anymore for us. Like, wow, we love it. Um, and I, I didn't have a boyfriend at the time anyway. So I was like, I, I literally don't care. This is like perfect. I felt so good. Only issue was I didn't get my period. I didn't get my period for how many months. I think it was like 14 months. And obviously after six months, they said, oh, it's going to take a while to come back, whatever. But after like six months, I was like, I am beginning to panic. And it's funny because I was thinking about this because I'm at the point in summer house when Amanda is talking about how she didn't get her period after going off the pill or whatever. So, um, so yeah, so I was like really panicked. And then when it was creeping up to a year, I was like, oh my God, this is really stressing me out. I was like going to all these different gynecologists and I had moved to LA and I was like trying to figure it out. And it was also like the beginning of the pandemic. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck's happening. Um, I might be messing up my timeline slightly. So if you go back and listen to the old, to the other one, I'm not lying. I just don't remember. So fuck off. Um, but it was like 13 or 14 months and I was fully panicked, but all the doctors were saying like, it, it's normal. Like, you know, it's, and to me, who is not a doctor, I was like, damn, that that's the effect that the pill had on my body. Like, oh my God, like so stressed out. Um, since you'll ask, I know I did not, my weight didn't change and I did not get acne. Like really nothing happened apart from, I didn't get my period. And, um, I, and I felt better in the mind. I just felt like clear headed. I felt like less depressed and kind of just like more like, I don't know. Okay. Around this time, I start to go to doctors and they're like, oh my God, like one of your ovaries is like, you have some cysts and like, I think you have polycystic ovary system, uh, PCOS, whatever. I got really upset and I like left the doctor in tears. And I was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I didn't want to go to her, went to a new doctor. Just like, you know, the drill, you're going to a million doctors. You, you don't understand anything. You're just really stressed out, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so finally I get my period again. And when I got it back <clears throat> very quickly, it started to be like really, really bad. And I was like, Jesus, is this like periods not on the pill? Like really, really, really bad to the point where I was just like the entire week before my period, I would feel mentally ill, like more so than my normal state, like really, really like crying, just like feeling like the world was ending, feeling disgusting. I would gain like 10 pounds before every period, like like just in water weight, just feeling so puffy. Again, as I said, I'm so sensitive. Like my body just felt like really tough. And then somewhere in there, I'm moving around a little bit. I get diagnosed with PCOS and I'm like, okay, perfect. Like, what does that mean? And it's basically just like, I I can't even explain it because I don't really understand. And again, I'm not a doctor. So if you want to go get diagnosed, like obviously go get di diagnosed, but how they diagnose you is like, if you have 
some of all of the, I think it's like three out of the six symptoms or whatever. And I have like six out of the six or whatever. I was like, okay, perfect. I hate this for me. Um, it makes it harder to lose weight. It makes you really puffy. It makes it can be harder to get pregnant. And I, at this point, I'm just like spiraling and like, I just felt really stressed out. Like, how can I manage this? But also kind of being lazy about it because as is actually shown on summer house, Amanda's like, you know, you just kind of like put it off. Cause you don't really want to deal with it. That's like how I feel a lot of women are about women's health issues. Cause you're just like, I don't understand this. It's stressing me out. I'm getting 10 different opinions and like, this is just really stressing me out. And that's definitely how I was. Um, <clears throat> So all this time I'm, I, I'm just have no birth control. My periods are getting worse and worse. And, um, they're like telling me that the PCOS is like really bad and, and I'm feeling all these symptoms, but I don't want to go on birth control because that's like the, you know, that's kind of what a, a really good option is. And they're like, you should try to eat gluten-free and dairy-free, which is why I was trying to do it for so long also because of Hashimoto's or whatever but I'm not that good at doing gluten and dairy free. And I just like, I just had the worst periods. I, I, I can't even explain to you guys how bad they were. Um, and then finally in, I can't remember when it was December of this year, I got a new gyno. Oh, and then I got my, and then I got my like fertility tested. Um, and it was like really bad. <laughs> um, and this was like in, in the, in last year. And that's kind of when we, when we did the egg freezing thing and I got really upset and I like had made the decision, I'm not going to freeze my eggs. If you want to go back and listen to that episode, it's a really, really great episode because Camilla was in the process of freezing her eggs. And it's two people who have just decided different things for their life. And there's like lots of different points of view and we really go deep. So if you're thinking about it, I highly recommend going listen to that episode. I think it's, it's a November we recorded it and put it out. So I decide not to freeze my eggs, but like my periods were so bad. I actually went to urgent care once because I thought that I might have appendicitis. I'm not, I don't, I don't know what the fuck appendicitis feels like, but I, I felt something was so wrong. I felt so sick and I hurt so much that I was like, I, maybe there's something wrong with me. Like I, my stomach hurts so bad and I feel so fucking ill. Like I'm talking, like I would have to lay down in the middle of the day and just like take my doll and like put all my curtains down and like go to sleep because that was the only thing I could do. Like it hurt so bad and let alone like the mental aspect of it, like the entire week. And I know, I know so many of us suffer and I'm just like, I'm so, 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 so sorry because I feel your pain. Like the week before my period, I would feel literally mentally ill is the only way to describe it. Like just so upset and just unable to deal with basic things and just like really, really having a hard time. Okay. So finally I get a recommendation for a new, um, doctor in my area from my friend who has similar issues. And I go in and I know every woman has experienced this. I, she walks in and she's like, okay. So she had her, like, um, her, I guess a nurse had like done a scan or like a preliminary like questionnaire thing with me. And she comes in and she's like, okay, so you have really bad PCOS. And also I, I think you have endometriosis. And I just start fucking bawling. Like I was just bawling and bawling and bawling and bawling. And I was like, I feel 
completely like a prisoner in my body. I don't understand what's going on. I'm so, I'm really, really just like upset. I'm, I'm really just at my wits end right now. Like, please help me. And she's like, I totally understand. And she just starts explaining all the different symptoms of PCOS and all of the symptoms of endometriosis. And she's like, and I bet you have this, right? And she's like, and I bet you feel bad about yourself because you can't lose weight because you're trying so hard and nothing happens. And I bet you feel puffy all the time. And you know, you feel out of control and you don't understand because you eat healthy. And I bet you have painful sex. And I was like, wait, what? And she was like, yeah, like, do you have painful sex? And I was like, yeah, literally, I actually went to the doctor a month ago because I was having sex with my boyfriend and it was so painful. I was like crying and I had to stop and I thought something was wrong. And she was like, yeah, you thought you have endometriosis. Like look at your ovaries or womb or what, what the fuck ever. She like shows me on the scan and I was like, oh my God. And she's like, we're going to get a plan in place. Like we're going to stabilize everything. Um, and she's like, but I want you to think about getting an IUD. And I'm like, no, no, like, I really don't want to, like, I really like being without hormones. And she's like, you just told me that you have a mental breakdown every single month. You told me that your symptoms are unmanageable, that you basically went to the hospital because your period was so bad. Like you need to consider this. She's like, I know you, I know you're afraid to gain weight. Like it's not going to make you gain weight. And like you, I know you're afraid of the hormones, but like, this is different than the pill, like explains it all to me, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, yes, I'll think about it. Finally, I got to the point this year where I was like, I literally, she put me on metformin for my PCOS. She's like, this is going to help everything just like feel a little bit better. Um, and she finally, I was like, I, I can't take this anymore. Like I, I do like not taking any hormonal birth control, but like I was truly, truly like I could not go on. Like I was like, this is affecting my business. It's affecting my life. Like I can't, I need to try something. And I always tell you guys, like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. And I don't know why my dumbass, like, I think it's because like every month when my period was over, I would feel such a fucking sigh of relief that I didn't want to deal with it. Right. It's so funny. Cause it's kind of like mental health too. It's like whenever you're not in a depressive period or you're not having anxiety, you're just so happy to be in your right mind that you don't want to deal with it. But that's why it's so important to go to therapy every week and like do that upkeep and maintenance and whatever. So I was like, okay, fine, let's try it. So I got the Kylina. That's why I asked you guys a while ago on Instagram, you know, does anyone have an IUD, blah, blah, blah. And I got a mixed bag of response, which was to be expected. But I was honestly just looking for confirmation bias, just looking for a few people to say that, you know, it had helped them. And I did get a lot of those. Like a lot of people were like, I had, P I have PCOS and like my, my, you know, my ID, my IUD like made it a lot better. And like a lot of people were definitely warning me about the insertion process and what, what have you. But I was like, okay, I'm prepared for that. A lot of my close friends have IUDs and they really like them. So I was like, it's worth a shot. Like I can always take it out. Right. So I will not lie to you guys. The insertion process was truly, um, gnarly. I have a very high pain tolerance, like a very high pain tolerance. Like I had mono for like a month before I even knew anything was wrong. And then my mom was like, you look kind of gray. We should go to the doctor. And they were like, you have like raging mono. And I was like, oh, I thought I was just tired. Like I have a very, very high pain tolerance. The IED insertion process, it, not to scare anyone because it's just temporary, but oh my God, like it is, it was a lot. 
Um, but you know, it, then it's over and then you just kind of have cramps for a week and some people don't, it doesn't hurt at all. Like one of my closest friends, I won't say, cause I don't want to like put her on blast, you know, but she was like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't feel anything. I just went home and like took an Advil. I was like, Oh, that's interesting. I was like cr- hunched over in the car. Lauren was driving me home. I was like, Oh my God. And then for the first like three weeks, I felt kind of crampy, but fine. And then after that, I will say that my periods so far have been better, knock on wood. And, and now I'm like, I guess two months, I don't know when I said, when I got it, but like a little bit of time in, I don't feel it anymore. I don't have cramps. I have not gained weight. I did get the back knee. Everyone talks about the back knee. It's so weird. But then I was like, that's so random. Like, I won't get that. That's just such a random side effect. I got it, but it's not that bad. And I, I, you know, it's like, whatever. And my doctor said that that will kind of go away. And that's what all my friends who have it said. They were like, after six months, I was like, so happy. I don't feel the IUD. I, you know, everything stabilized back. You went away. So that's what I'm hoping for. But I, yeah, I just wanted to update you guys. I know that that's not a very medically detailed thing, but I'm going to be real with you guys. I don't know the intricacies of endo and PCOS. Again, I'm not a doctor. I know how they make me feel and I go into it in more detail with my doctor, but you know, I, I'm not a doctor. That's why I'm not explaining exactly what it is and whatever, whatever. My doctor said that at some point I might have to have surgery for the endometriosis, which really scares me. And I don't want to talk about it and I don't want to think about it because it just really frightens me and I don't like it. But, um, I am dedicating this episode to all women because in some way or another, all women have had an issue with their women's health, their, their reproductive system. It's just a whole thing. And it's a lot for us to manage and a lot for us to contend with. It's like a whole nother job when you feel like you have stuff going on and you don't know what's wrong. And you're just trying to like get your insurance to pay for it. And like, trying to find a doctor that you trust and like trying to cross-reference like all these different tests. And it's just like, what the literal fuck? Like I I swear we, yeah. So anyway, that's what I have now. I, I'm an IUD girly. Um, we will see how it goes and so far so good. I'm feeling very grateful and it's just crazy because it's like now, like I used to be able to tell that my period was coming like a, a week and a half out. I was like, oh, I'm I'm gaining the water weight. I feel gross. I feel like very sick in the head. I feel, you know, I like I can't sleep. I'm sweating, like all this stuff. And like knock on wood, even just a two periods in with the IUD, it's a lot better. So, I mean, shout out my doctor for encouraging me to try. And I hope that that inspired you to ask questions about your own system, not, not, you know, go do whatever I'm doing, but just to be aware of everything that's happening. And I hope that it empowers you. That's me done. Okay, guys. Um, I love you so much. I will see you back here very soon. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. If you haven't read my book, it's called the shift and you should buy it and read it or listen to it on audiobook. And I hope you're all going to have a great day. Love you tons. Bye.